If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply feel discouraged or even defeated, and if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then the Zen Success Show is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa Sims. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with this beautiful goddess, Angelique (laughs) Meadow. Look at her. Angelique is the founder and spokesperson of an inspirational multimedia company. I was going to say international. It could be international too. Okay. Okay. So that was coming up. Will you ignites inner courage to overcome personal limitations? She's overcome addictions to food, work, and soul crushing relationships. She has authored inspirational books, card decks, courses, and speaks publicly and with individuals about personal growth, adventure, travel, and love. What a life. Yes. Welcome, Angelique. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. You do so many wonderful things, my dear. And I saw your last meditation where you were talking about the hummingbird and the water and the trees. And it's just so important for us to keep in touch with nature. It has lots of beautiful grounding messages for us. Oh, thank you for saying that. And it's so um, inspiring that you did your research and that you found my meditation. (laughs) Of course. Yes. You have about me. Yes, you have a lot of interesting things to say, and I really appreciate that you are comfortable to share with all of us the important, real, vital things that sometimes are uncomfortable to talk about. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, I can get emotional sometimes. There are so many things to learn and to share. And you've done that on your journey as well. And you've been vulnerable and gone through so much. And now you're, you've come out the other side to share your gifts <laughs> with others. And, you know, I was like looking at you and I was like, she looks like a younger Jamie Lee Curtis. Do, do people oh, talk- wow. Oh, I'll take that compliment. Jamie you, Lee. Okay. So good. I'm glad, that. that's a, I, I'm glad that's a compliment, but I mean, your, your face, obviously, you know, you're glowing and younger than her, but you like your smile and your, your Thank sparkle you. in your eyes. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Welcome. That means a lot. No one's ever said that to you. No, no. And she's oh. quite the powerhouse. That lady. Wow. She's been there and done that to just about anything and everything. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you were talking about nature, you know, because I I brought up the hummingbird during my meditation. What about you? Like, let's talk about you and and what nature means to you. And you have a dragonfly logo. Is that correct? I do. I do. You know, the dragonfly, like the butterfly starts in different phases. And when it transforms those phases are literally gone. So the caterpillar we're familiar with, with the butterfly, it is no longer when it becomes the butterfly. Same with the dragonfly. Not many as people are familiar with the process that the dragonfly starts as a nymph. It comes out of the water 
and it looks totally different than it does when it's the beautiful flying creature that we're all familiar with. So in this transformation of our soul, knowing that we're going through a process and knowing that nature is here to support us through that has been essential for me to know that I am not alone. Oh, that's beautiful. And maybe that transformation can give you wings to fly. The, tr the transformation definitely allows us to, to soar above what would be um, just the challenges of what some people call 3D life. You know, it, either it's all about the basics or there's more to it. Either life has meaning or it has none. And I choose to see the meaning in life. Ah, uh, beautiful. Well, it's so interesting because I love dragonflies also, and it could be because they represent that transformation, that that change that needs to happen. And obviously, like the butterfly, there there's so much that the dragonfly has to go through. And they're also very ancient creatures with wisdom. Like, and it's like one time I was face to face with a dragonfly and I could see all the details of its eyes. And I just felt the wisdom and the intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. The, the dragonfly, besides the fact that it can also fly at mile, you know, almost 60 miles an hour. Oh, wow. I did not and, know that. And it can see 360. That's oh. actually what the helicopter was designed after. Oh, I can see that. Oh yeah. my God. I'm learning so much. So, <laughs> so then you have this other metaphor of the dragon of, of you and your company, like the seeing the C360 mm -hmm. arising above, right? Right. Right. Yes. But we need to remember that the dragonfly just doesn't happen overnight. And the patience of allowing ourselves to go through all the stages, recognizing what our addictions are and why they're there, recognizing that we need to release them, accepting the soul issues that we need to break free of and grow into the next phase of the nymph, and then allow that to happen. It's just a process. We can't expect this to happen overnight. And as I, I hold and close in my heart, nature doesn't do anything quickly, but it accomplishes everything. Mm, so we need to have yes. that patience for ourselves through this process because other people may not. <laughs> yeah. Like your family and friends, they, they may not understand that how hard it could be, or maybe the rewards of the journey. Right. They might not be on a soul journey. They might just have a, have a life where they're focusing on the to-do list and that's okay. Everybody's on their own, on their own journey, but we need to honor our own. And so if our journey like mine involves soul growth, then nature is the way that I'm able to see a reflection of how to do that growth on the outside of me, because it can feel very lonely to take that soul journey by yourself. My family did not choose to take a soul journey. My ex-husband or the men that I have been involved with, they did not choose to take the soul journey. So for me to choose, to I'm take right there journey, with you, sister. Sorry. I had to say we that. Need, yes. We need each other. We need the soul support from our sisters and nature that is with us all the time. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Amazing. 
So what are, when did you realize that nature is a mirror to you or that could support you in your journey? And what are some of the messages that you've received? Fortunately, very young because without a lot of connection to my family and because my family has roots in farming, I spent a lot of time outdoors. We had a, my grandmother lived on a farm and we went up there to work on weekends. And then I came back to the suburbs to go to school and then had a, I had a job as well. Oh, wonderful. What did they have on the farm? uh, They, they had limousine cattle. Oh, okay. So that's a, a type of beef beef cattle. Um, and then they also grew crops to feed the cattle and they sold hay. Um, they had milk cows before that, but, um, there is a lot of work to be done, but then the moments where we had to ride tractors and things like that, it gave me a chance to really observe nature. And I, I, through native American studies, I learned that nature could communicate with me. Mm. And that was where it led me into the deeper senses of intuition, because the guidance that came to me gave me the answers I needed in everyday life. It was a source of safety, security, love, attention, affection, care, reciprocity. Um, It it is to me the greatest source of love um, that comes from our creator they are intertwined. They are one for me. Um, you know, the earth is just a, it's a, it's a body the same way that we are that has been infused with the creator's life force. And I love and honor and respect her. And I'm so honored that she chooses to communicate with me to guide me through life and give me beautiful things like the hummingbird that you saw the hummingbirds come and speak with me and lots of other gorgeous creatures like the dragonfly Mm, amazing so where was this where you grew up wisconsin okay what about you i I grew up in alaska Alaska. and I, i i live in colorado now so yeah yeah and where do you live now I live in Tennessee. Okay. And what brought you there? It was a job. A job brought me here. But what what, uh, really made me decide to move here, though, was not because it was Tennessee. It was because I went and took a hike in the Smoky Mountains. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't been, I invite you to come and join some of our soul sisters. We have another hike coming up September 8th. You can go to my website. I'd be happy to host you and come on down and take a beautiful hike name- up to Cades Cove. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. You can name your website if, if people want to oh, check it out. Go will ahead. You grow? Mm-hmm. Willyougrow.com. W-I-L-L-Y-O-U-G-R-O-W.com. Yes, <laughs> so sweet. Just spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. I've never been to the Smoky Mountains. I've never been, I've been to the airport in Tennessee. Of course that doesn't compare, (laughs) but that's, that's amazing. Wow. Yes. Uh, So, so what was the job that you came out for? Oh, regular corporate America. I was doing (laughs) marketing. I was the head of the marketing department. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Well, I bet that helps you in your business today, right? Your background in marketing. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. What brought you to Colorado? Oh my God, you're so interested in me. (laughs) 
I'm not used to yeah. interview. And you're like interviewing me as much as I'm interviewing you. You're so sweet. Um, you know, it just felt like the right move with my family. So my husband and two kids um wanted to change. We were living in Los Angeles and mm. I was just drawn to the nature, to the mountains. I do miss the beach. Of course, there's all aspects of mother nature that I need in my life. So I I have to travel. I have to visit other Mm -hmm. places to feed my soul. And one of them is Mm -hmm. the ocean, but, um, Mm -hmm. the lake comes, a lake comes pretty close. So yeah. That's why we moved here to just slow down our lives and have our kids be able to play on the street. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what a, that's a beautiful vision. And yes. congratulations for making that important choice for you and your family. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it does feel right. It does feel right. And I do want to go into your journey a little bit. Can you talk about some of your books? I mean, whatever books you would like to talk about it, of course, everyone can go to her website and, and learn more, but what are you feeling right now? you want to share? Oh, I thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I, I get the strong sense that so many of us are going through things right now that having a book and a practice, something that we can go to every day that thing can provide us a sense of stability and security in a world that is fluctuating so much. Not just the fluctuations of our our politics or our weather, but the fluctuations that are happening within our own soul. So I've created a practice using my books. The books that you see back here are all based on the affirmations journal, which is right here, and just okay. affirmations. They both contain the same affirmations. There are 72 affirmations and they're all related in nature. So they help us to be able to see ourselves and our soul process through nature. So it, it teaches us how to write about that process, how to recognize what am I thinking? What am I feeling? And what do I need right now? How can I give it to myself? It's a full practice in self-empowerment. Oh, wow. I, I am going to check out your cards. I'm really interested in what you're offering and those affirmations. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. It's a whole process. And how, how can that help us love ourselves more through the journey? Well, have you ever, um, if you think back, each of us have fallen in love at some point, right? Yeah. Well, when we, when we are first getting to know that person, we want to learn, right? We want to learn what are they thinking? What are they feeling? What do they need? But that's falling in love with someone else. Not many of us know that about ourselves. So you ask, how is this empowerment? How are we growing? How are we loving ourselves? If we don't know what we think and we don't know how we feel and we don't know what we need, how can we possibly love ourselves well? Mm, I see. Yeah. So going deeper into that inquiry, like, like we're dating ourselves, like going deep into that, like we're curious and um, really what does our soul need? That's amazing. I like that perspective. Yeah. Self-inquiry is self-love. 
If we can't ask ourselves questions, how can we ever learn? Right, right. And then maybe your soul will answer or maybe the divine, like there could be multiple answers that you get, correct? <laughs> yes. The process is discovery. So we can't expect to have all the answers at once. And we won't even need to expect complete clarity because the reality is we have all been conditioned. We've been raised by people and the voices of those people will be in our heads until we recognize that that's what's happening. And we tell them to get out. <laughs> I, I, so we, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we go through a process. I, I had a joke with my, um, with my ex-husband sometimes when he would bring up something or say something that was exactly the, the thing he hated to hear from his father. And I'd say, what do you mean, Bob? His name was Lynn. Um, but Bob was his father. So yeah. sometimes when we're not aware of how we think and what we feel, we just speak things that came from our mom, our dad, our aunt, our uncle, our grandma, our grandpa, and we're unaware. So this self-inquiry process helps to know what do we really think and feel here, here? Mm. Are we receiving divine guidance? And how do we tell the difference? And just by self-inquiry, we can help to unfold that process and become clearer within ourselves. So we have the two different affirmations books and we have an affirmation card deck and we have 11 styles of journals for a person to write their thoughts and feelings and 10% of those uh, profits go to support clean water, clean air, clean oceans, scholarships and our YouTube channel. Oh, wonderful. I am having this moment where I like want to hug you and ah! I <laughs> and I also have this other feeling where I want to take your hands I want to spin around like little girls yay <laughs> and then fall down on the grass <laughs> that's awesome what a great feeling yeah so uh I don't know you're just bringing that bringing that um childlike wonder um back to me um with your essence and everything you're offering humanity and thank the world. you yeah thank you you're well, welcome. i'd love to may i give you a, a gift of pulling a card for you okay so how does this work is this like through sure. your intuition um and you work with the cards like can you explain a little bit for our audience sure. what you're doing sure so I, oh, you I'll can't get a card. It's right here. Okay. And um, with these cards, you can use them anytime, or you can create a practice like I do and just pull a card in the morning. Or if I have a question about life in general, I might just say, what do I need to know right now? And then you take out the cards. Now I have a whole class on how to use the cards, but yeah, so we can't go into stuff, all the details, all but that, you can but take her class gonna, right. if you want that. Yes, I would love that. That'd be great. I'm going to take the cards that are, are just for um, our regular daily information, and I will put the question into the card of what does Carissa need to know right now? 
oh my god you're gonna make me cry what does carissa need to know right now and then we're gonna shuffle the cards and you're gonna tell me when to stop and then we'll pick uh -huh. the card at the top okay so now what does carissa need to know right now <laughs> sorry i think i missed it now <laughs> We have two because we have one in my thumb and we have one right here. Oh, okay. So we're going to find out which one it, or both of them that was the ones that you need. So I'll show you the first one. Okay. Now you look at the card. Okay. okay. Oh, wait, I, I want to like have a better look at it. Feel, okay. Yeah. Feel the feelings now that you're, you're experiencing in your body when you look at this card, just the feelings. What feelings are you experiencing? Um, well, just the feeling. So not words. Uh, I'm feeling an openness, a lightness. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Now I'm going to flip the card over and it has words on it. Oh, okay. and the words, the words go with the, the feelings that you just experienced. Oh, okay. Can you read it? Yes. Read it out loud for us. I don't have to do what I used to do. <laughs> I hope, I hope that message resonates with some of our audience as well, because sometimes now correct me if I'm wrong, Angelique, when you are hearing some cards that are pulled for another person, that message can also be for you. What do you think? Right. Absolutely. Yes. Because you're hearing yeah. it. So you're in alignment with that frequency and that vibration. And, yes. and it's time for you to get that message as well. So, yes. Yeah. So that's great. Now I'm going to show you the second one because it goes with that. Okay. The second, because we did a split there. All right. Now. Okay. <laughs> what are the feelings that you have with this card? Well, it's interesting because um, my body is vibrating with this card actually. And, and um, so it's shaking and going in kind of like a circular motion. So I guess a warmth in um, my pelvic region. And coming awesome. <laughs> That's perfect because it's like sacral heart, you know, oh, because is. this is a, this is a water creature right here. Yes. Yes. And West, the words that's that, a jellyfish, right? Yes. And the words that go along with this for you are. We are all wondrous beings. Oh my God. I love that. It's so inspiring. So Thank when you, yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. And what's happening for, for you on a, um, on a soul and physical level is when you combine the feelings from the one side of the card, okay. with the words, you're creating heart-mind resonance. Oh. And when you create heart-mind resonance, you are vibrating at the same level as the center of the earth, which makes you feel like you're at home. Wow. Like you belong. Wow. And isn't that what everybody wants? <laughs> isn't that like all boiling down to that that 
we belong. And, and all of you that are listening now do belong. You matter. And you're all wondrous beings, just like the card says. Yes. All and you, do, you, you, yeah, and you don't have to do what you used to do. <laughs> you don't have to do what you used to do. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh. That was so generous of you. I loved getting that reading. It was so fun and gorgeous pictures. Now tell me about those pictures. Do you source them somewhere? Yes. I selected the photographs that would create the the feeling in the heart mind that go along with the words. Mm. So they all open us up on some level to help us to integrate ourselves. Do you have one-on-one clients? I do. I do mentoring. So coaching um, both in person at my home office, as well as live by Zoom. And I do public speaking both on my YouTube channel, as well as for small groups, private groups, and corporations. And what about your adventure travel? How, How does that fit in? Do you plan trips for people? I do. Thank you for asking. It's so much fun. As a matter of fact, I just got back from Costa Rica two weeks ago. Did you do a retreat there or what'd you do? Actually, I was exploring for myself because every place that I take people on travel, I always vet it first so that I know that it's excellent. It's good quality and that the healers there are the real deal. So this was a phenomenal five diamonds location where they have a farm where they raise all their food. This is, uh, you have your own private concierge who takes you places and real healers from Costa Rica. And one of them, uh, it's a group, a, a man and wife. They're mm. not physically married, but they're, they're married in their hearts. Um, this, this couple, Yamuna and Priscilla, did what I'm going to call a final chapter close on a generational trauma in my family for me while I was there. They and healed you. Did you ask for this healing? Like, I or did. did they see? Okay. I did. And, and he also, the man meditated before I arrived and told me what I needed to know. And then we did the ceremony and I I've done I feel like that frequency years. I mean, 30 years. Oh, wow. But you're also mm-hmm. a healer too, you know, you have that. <laughs> we, we all are in our own way. We, we all are. But, but, but I just mean that you are of a higher level to help people get to that level. Of course, yes, we are all healers, but, um, but sometimes healers can activate that power even more and, and uncover the layers, which I feel like they did for you. Yes. So I would love to have people join me. Check out my website again, willyougrow.com. There's a tour section. So you can see all the different places that we're going. We've got, like I said, that uh, hike up to the Smokies. It's hike and dinner. And we do a release ceremony up there. And then we're also going to South Carolina to Hunting Island where the beautiful beach there. If you haven't been, we need to go. And then we've got a Costa Rica trip planned back to the place that I went before. It's Hacienda Alta Gracia. Okay. We'll be doing that next year in June. So we'd love to have you all join me for that or my RV tour in 2025. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that's awesome. We'll have mm-hmm. to follow you and see what you're up to. So so let's talk about your your healing that you had there in Costa Rica. So this mm-hmm. this healer there and Costa Rica is like incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like nature on steroids. <laughs> it really is. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the Amazon, to be honest. Yes. Um, but I've never been to the Amazon, but like it, what it would be like. So, so how was this healing for you and how, um, how do they do the healing? Well, part of the healing, you're, you're right on it when you talk about nature, because it's in the middle of the mountains, the Talamancan mountains, and it's adjunct to a national park. Oh, so it is like pin drop quiet with the exception of the sounds of the animals at night. Wow. Yes. And when I, for the first thing I did for my healing was I, I went into their beautiful facility, which is like the, it's called the well house. And it's a huge place, all white, you know, 12 foot ceilings, a pool that's like Olympic sized with enormous um, altars that have different types of crystals that are heated like flat so that you can lay on them. I took uh, and got this clay that was mixed with different herbs and I covered my body and I laid on the, the crystals to heat until it dried to detox. And then I cleaned all of that off and took a swim in the cool pool and I showered off and went out in my robe to the outside and we, it all begins outdoors. So you can imagine there are these huge mountains surrounding you and a vulture who was one of the animal spirits who has worked with me to heal me for 20 years comes and swoops down right next to us. And Yamuna says, the vultures are here for you. And I said, I know. And it was wonderful because when you know someone who has a connection with nature like that, you just know that they get what's happening just as well as you do. And they, they smudged me. They used the conch. So the sound of this billowing um, seashell and worked that through my heart area. And then we went inside and I, I should also say that when I was a little earlier, when I was on the, um, on the crystals, yeah. A dragonfly came in and it went to try to go up to the window to get out. It couldn't get out. And I was like, okay, this is a huge sign. And I went up to it and it let me pick it up by the tail and take it outside. So that was before I got started. Then when I walked into the healing room, a dragonfly is in the healing room oh. inside of the well house. And no, that, not the same said, one. The same one, different one. Oh, a different it was one. one of the oh, the small versions. It's like the damselfly. Yeah, I know. I know the small ones. Yeah. Oh god. And Yamuna said that it had been in there for about forty minutes, so that had been about the same time as that other one was flying for me. That dragonfly stayed on the wall in the exact same spot through the entire healing. He he told me about. <laughs> My grandparents, he had messages, my grandmother, my grandfather on both sides, some of the 
abuse and the trauma and the things that had happened, no one else could know these things. And that happened like in your lineage, but not to you. Both. Oh, and to you. Okay. Yes. And he said that I was the first of the entire lineage to do the soul work. And Uh, that was certainly the example of everything I've experienced. But he also had a very powerful message, which involves a swear word that I won't say. uh, But he said, I, I, I meditated and the message that I have for you to tell your, your parents is I love you. I miss you. And F you. Oh, wow. Okay. And we just worked from there. Releasing, 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 releasing. It was a two-hour experience. I highly recommend it. Come along with me and yes, go to her. Close the chapter on or wherever you are in your journey. (laughs) Yeah, and and um, did he explain that how powerful it was for you to do this healing work that you were healing all the past generations? He did. And thank you. I'm glad that you brought that up because most people don't realize that. And some folks that are, uh, you know, Christian background can recognize that there's a a saying that goes something like the sins of the father are carried down five and six generations. Mm -hmm. Basically that's the reality of the soul journey that whatever our parents didn't work out before we were conceived, that's on us. They have the issue, but so do we. And so we have to decide whether or not we're going to heal that, or if we're going to end up just like them in that way. Mm. Do you, do you, are, are you in relationship with your family? No, I'm in total cutoff as of a couple of months ago. So, (gasps) oh my God. And that was that healing part of that. Well, when when there's just trauma caused in the conversations, then one yeah, gets to a point. point. One yeah. gets to a point where I say, I don't, I don't want the trauma for myself, but I also have compassion that if, if honesty is painful for them, then my conversations are painful for them. And if their conversations about the weather are painful for me if it's just going to be about the weather and ignoring everything that's actually happening then it's just a painful interaction so why go back to that to try to fix something that they don't want to they don't want to fix that that to them there's nothing wrong with talking about the weather and so i love and respect them enough to say let's not talk that's incredible and beautiful and so, so brave. And thank you for sharing. Thank you for just um, being real and authentic. And, um, and that choice that you made is so powerful. And so many people think that because their family, you need to put on a face or be nice because they raised you or whatever it might be. Don't you think? 
Unfortunately, um, people use the word family as an excuse to tolerate abuse. That's right. And I am to the point where I need to take complete responsibility for my soul to blossom. And if there's any relationship which does not support my soul blossoming, it is my responsibility to care for it. Doesn't mean that I'm going to be intentionally hurtful or harmful to someone right. else, but I'm, I'm going to step away. If they attack me, I will defend myself. Yeah. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. But that's like boundaries. You're just creating boundaries that you love yourself and your journey that much, that deeply to set those incredible mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah. And you're so grounded and confident in your truth. It's, it's amazing. I, I did want to go into your journey a little bit about, um, in the past, did you ever have any addictions of mm-hmm. food or, or drink? And, and can you share about that being in it and, and coming out of that, what it took for you? Sure. Uh, very young, I started by binge eating. Oh, I see. So, you know, I didn't know what codependency was back then. I was codependent too, but I just, you know, we, we learn as we go. No, codependent in my relationships with my parents. Oh, with your parents. Yeah. Yes. My dad was a workaholic gone all the time. My mom was um, kind of in her own way. She was enabling to his narcissism, but she was also she had some mental issues. So she spent time in bed and she was depressed. Mm. So I had to care for her. It was caretaking. Oh, Um, I see. So that's the unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was triangulation. If you're familiar with family systems, Mm because their communication wasn't good. So I was the one who was trying to keep it together. Um, And did you have siblings? I did. I had one younger brother that I took care of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, I didn't really find that there was someone who could notice what I needed. So I, cause I was trying to take care of everybody else's needs. And so what I did was at night I would eat after I did all the chores and everybody was in bed. I see. And my my go-to was Entenmann's Crullers, which is a type of donut. If anybody knows what that is, Crullers. it comes in a white paper box with oh, those cellophane on the top. Yeah. Now, are those the har- the like a little bit harder, like the firmer donuts with the ridges? Yes. Oh yeah, yes. I totally know those. Yes. And they're yes. like a little glaze around. <laughs> glaze, yeah. They're about that big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got into the, my box at night and that's the hard thing was making sure they don't crunch in the middle of the night, you know, like the, the cellophane's not making any noise, but to, to get that box open and get into the donuts. And I tell you, I'd get started and I wouldn't even know what happened until the bottom of the box. And I'm Maybe. trying to dig out the little, you know, crumbs in the corner. And when I finished the box, I wanted more. I yeah. just, I was like, I want more donuts. And it was at that moment that I had the choice. Am I going to try to escape the house, like crawl out the window and go to a gas station to get donuts or <laughs> what, what am I going to do? And 
I decided I was going to ask myself a question at that moment. Okay. I began the self-inquiry of self-love. I asked myself, am I hungry? Oh, wow. That's a powerful, simple question. And the answer was no. As a matter of fact, I was really sick. Yeah. You didn't want to put anything more in. So then I asked, well, if I'm not hungry, what do I really want? Because it's not donuts. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I sat with that question a little while, my answer was, I really wanted love. Mm. But the trouble is, it was a good, exciting, you know, light bulb moment. I wanted love, but it was also a sad moment because I couldn't get it from family. There Mm -hmm. wasn't anybody who could show me the kind of love or care or sweetness, affection that I was getting temporarily from donuts. So it was in that moment, I I knew since what I really want is love, donuts isn't going to cut it, but now I have to learn to love myself because nobody else knows how. So what feels like love to me? And that's where I started my journaling process to learn about what feels like love. Well, petting the cats or taking a walk or taking a bath or having a conversation or getting a hug from a friend when I'm with a friend. Yeah. Um, I started my own you? practice young. I, I don't have, I don't remember. You don't remember what age, age, but, but, but like yeah. before 18. Oh yeah. C- couldn't even drive yet at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you had to like, yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, wow. I think that those, those kids, those of us who didn't have the resources whether it's money or, or people uh-huh. around us who could help us, we became very um, resourceful with mm. our own mind because we needed to try to find a way to fix things or make it work. Mm-hmm. But we can yeah. do that as an adult too. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So, so then you were able to let go of that addiction with the inquiry. Yes, I did. And any of us can, um, my little simple five minute tip that we can use is, Oh, sure. I use then, which is stop eating or whatever we're doing. Stop, Uh drop and, and ask instead of stop, drop and roll like the fireman's thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, um, stop, drop all of our energy from here, which is, Oh my gosh, I need that thing. I need that thing. I need that thing. Stop, drop the energy into our heart and ask, what do I really want? Because mm. it's not that thing. It's never the sex, the drugs, the gambling, the alcohol. It's not that thing. That's just a substitute for what we really want. So if you don't ask that inquiry, do you feel like that food and alcohol can control your life? Yes, and because I'm very careful with the words that I use. I would never say that the substance controls my life. I would say my resistance to inquiry got it. is controlling my life. My mm-hmm. refusal to look within is controlling my life because that's still mine and under my control. I'm never gonna put the control of what happens here outside of me. You know, I'm, we might have a, a world 
um, you know, tra tragedy or some sort of crisis, but how I handle it is on me. So mm. no matter how much stress is happening out here, that's not an excuse for me to go eat or an excuse for me to have a harmful relationship. How I handle those things is here. Mm. Did, did you feel that you got into harmful relationships because of your home life? Were you looking for love in all the wrong places? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I would say that I was, I think all of us, but I know for sure I was blinded by what normal was. Mm -hmm. I thought that growing up, that what I saw in front of me, a mom and a dad, that those were how people behave. So when I got in relationships, I was involved with men who were completely out of a touch with their emotions, mm. who had done no soul work, who were looking to fill their void with whether it was addictions of any sort, whether like my dad, it was work or yeah. lying uh, or alcohol or women. They were substituting these pleasures, these simple, you know, short-term pleasures for real love or real knowing of who they are or who I was. Mm. So I got into, um, you know, a marriage and I was in that marriage for eight years. I was with him for 15 years and the um, few relationships that I had after that as well were all the same. It was like the same, same problems, different face um, until I worked through the issues and could say, no, not necessarily, you can call them boundaries, but it's more like, no, this is who I am. And I refuse to be anything other than that. Mm. I'm just, I'm going to be this person. And if that's not okay with you, then I'm going to leave. And I had done that with those relationships and then had to close the door by also doing that with the instigation of all that problem, which is parents. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. beautiful. Well, I mean, that's just, that's just so interesting and introspective and in that you were able to realize that it was time for you to go. Do you feel like, I mean, Personally, I feel like maybe you help them a little bit by just being in their lives for however long that you were. We can all pray that we help each other in each other's lives, no matter how long we're there. Yeah. I mean, right. We can see something beautiful in anything, or we can see horrible things too. That's true. Yeah. Well, do you have any success stories from your clients um, about, yeah, oh, good. You want to, you want to share a little bit? Sure. My, some of my favorite stories are the, the ones where there are women who have raised beautiful children and in that process lost themselves <laughs> and they are ready to rediscover who they are as their husbands maybe retire or they're ready to have a life where their children are on their own. And so I get to walk beside them to discover who they are, what they want, and then take action steps to be that soul that they've always wanted to be. 
And I love watching that. And I, there are wonderful testimonial videos on my website that a person can check out. One of my favorites is Christina and you can look up her story and okay. her children have become so inspired by the different things she's done to take care of herself. She's such a great example for her family. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what, so just for those who don't go to the website, what, what was the gist of her success? Well, she was, um, you know, you could say that even though she was very successful in her family life to raise two children and be in a, a loving marriage, um, she, she had not had the perfect opportunity or taken the perfect opportunity to address the childhood issues that caused her to be a codependent. Mm. So she finally got to address that. And now she makes choices for herself, um, including just joyful choices. She doesn't make an excuse like I, I, um, I can't go to this place because so-and-so needs this or so-and-so needs that. She puts her needs <clears throat> first. It doesn't mean she doesn't care about other people, but she's also not apologizing or making excuses for suffering either. Mm-hmm. So that she addressed her childhood issues. We talked about how her mom was affecting her, even though her mom had passed, how her old stories were causing her to repeat them. Um, and she saw her husband grow with her. Mm. She, her husband didn't even have to come to the mentoring sessions, but as she changed, it required the relationship to change. Oh yeah. And although she was afraid that he wouldn't step up, he did. Wow. That is so impressive. It is. And that she had the courage and the strength <clears throat> to do that. I found that in my own life when I was diagnosed with cancer in 2020, that I realized that I had to put myself first from then on. So I now in the morning, even if like my kids seem, seem, seem like they need me, they're a little bit older, the eight and 11, I will go work out because that is what I need. And that, and I'll come back happy, not resentful, energized, ready for my day. And so, yes, exactly. You know, your client, I had that experience on my own journey of life. Beautiful. Good for you. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. Well, would you like to share some morning practices to help reduce stress and create more confidence? Sure. That would be wonderful that everyone can always get out on the best side of the bed, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So I'll tell you what I do. When I just am about to wake up, or I should say that I've also, when I set my alarm, I set it to something beautiful and wonderful. So for me, that's wind chimes. Mm. It's slow moving wind chimes in a very soft level. And it's followed by a mantra, a sung mantra. So when I'm waking up, I'm already getting the feeling of, okay, openness, brightness, easiness, movement of the wind. Mm -hmm. And I lay in that bed with my eyes closed 
And I feel all the feelings of gratitude for, oh my gosh, I am so glad that I had some rest. I am so glad for the peace of this day. I'm so glad for this beautiful soft bed and these nice soft white sheets. I'm so glad for this lovely smell of the wind coming in through the window. Every single sensation, which requires us to bring in all of our senses. Bring your senses in, in the theatrics of beauty and gratitude. And take some big deep breaths, wiggle the toes, start moving the body around a bit, feel those nice, soft, squishy sheets, stretch. I'm like, I've started doing it. <laughs> yes. Give yourself a hug if you're alone. Mm -hmm. Give someone that you love a hug if you're in bed with someone else. Say good morning, even if it's just to you. Say it in the mirror. And then I get up, stand up straight. And I look outside because that's my favorite, most loving being is my outdoors. So I might go walk out on my deck or I might stand in my room with my great big window. And I hold my hands together like this in prayer pose right uh, over the heart, mm -hmm. which helps combine the masculine and feminine principle oh. within us. So if we can stand here for 12 minutes, while we look upon something that we love deeply and feel those feelings in our heart mm. and just stand in gratitude, our body shifts and our body becomes awake and centered and working together with our masculine and feminine principles. Mm. And that's the beginning of my morning practice. Wow. That sounds wonderful. So how long does that take about, is it five minutes? That's 15 minutes, 15 minutes. 15, okay. 15 minutes. Good. I, yep. And then I'll exercise and I, then I take a little time to have my breakfast. And while I'm doing that, I do a card and I write a little in my journal about thoughts and feelings and move and forward to my day. Oh, mm -hmm. beautiful. So final question, what is Zen success to you? Zen success. I'm going to have to let that sit in my heart to answer that question. I'm not sure that I can answer that question today. What about you? You tell me, what do you think is Zen success? Well, I mean, I could say uh, what the tagline is moving from force to flow, but it, it's um, being effortless in life and enjoy. Mm -hmm. well, the definition is beautiful. Oh, thank you. The definition, you know, changes if I'm asked a different day, just in this moment, that's what came to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that Wu Wei principle, not forcing and allowing to flow is, means so many things that depending, like you say, on different times mm -hmm. to be able to see when things need to flow and ride that and also allow ourselves to act with it is really what life's about. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you, getting a card reading, hearing about the books and programs and travel. 
I'll put your website and how to buy your programs and books in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show today, Angelique. My Thank soul. you so much. Mm-hmm. I would love to be out in the grass with you now and spin around. <laughs> <laughs> we spin around together. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Have a Thank blessed you. day. You too. Until next time. That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen Success journey. And join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen Success in life.